welcome to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the 5th Edition of Dungeons and & Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Scott and, and Kelly. Yeah, hey. hello. Here for hashtag RPG a day 2022. It is August the 19th. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. That's been a long mm. week. Indeed. And speaking of long, the phrase for the day is why has your favorite game stayed with you? That's deep on many, many levels. Actually, I'd like to go first on that one. Go okay. for it. Because, because my favorite game actually hasn't stayed with me. Yeah. And that's because I really can't find people to play anymore. Okay, one elaborate. Of, one, of, one of my favorite games is actually the old Tunnels and Trolls. It's super simple. It's fun. It's still fantasy. You know, it's still... Mm-hmm. It's it it's still um you know classic sword and sorcery. Like it's classic sword and sorcery, and you know it's practically impossible to find people that want to play and especially do a campaign. Huh? I don't actually and, and believe it, I've heard of this one. What? Oh, um, well, depending on who you talk to, Tunnels and Trolls is either the second or third role playing game uh, published. It is from our own Arizona. Um, uh, you know me. I had the name like two seconds before I started. <laughs> um, from Flying Buffalo? From Flying Buffalo. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and basically, it was a complete rejection of the miniaturist. Ah. That, you know, we're basically doing the D&D. It specifically says you don't need a battle map. You don't need figures. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of like say what you do. And, and that's the one that rolls more six-sided dice than um, Warhammer. <laughs> and I believe it was Ken St. Andrew that you were looking Thank for you. name-wise. A public yes. librarian in Phoenix, Arizona. Huh. Um, and and it's it's com- 
it's very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, the spells are things like uh, "Take that, you fiend." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and uh, I think there's like "ouchie" or something like that. <laughs> um, and and it's you know it's it's fun. Um, the combat's kind of simple, but they're they're. It's now like in its seventh or eighth edition or something like that. And, you know, it's it's really fun. And and actually my second favorite game. I, I also can't play because nobody's playing it anymore, which is Champions. Oh, Champions. That was my first which superhero. Is, which is which is a superhero game by Hero Games, I think. Uh-huh. And to the best of my knowledge, or at least this is what I ran into, this was the first point allocation game mm-hmm. that, that, that was really big. So you started off with a point system, and with your points, you bought, character, you bought um, characteristics, flaws, and powers. And everybody was basically um, a superhero. Mm-hmm. And they use the point system really well, so you could get your Justice League style breakdown of here is the speedster of ultimate speed, here's the Supermanish character, here's the Batman character, you know, and they actually yeah. balanced things nicely. Yeah, I played that one once when I was young. And I will totally throw it out there, their source books were awesome. They were so well oh, put together. Yes. What was the name of the other superhero one, though? There was... Uh, Villains and Vigilantes? That's it. I think... No, that was a comic book store, isn't it? Well, it's also an RPG. There's also um, Heroes Unlimited, which is the one... Heroes Unlimited, that's Heroes Unlimited is my my personal favorite. But that one, you have, like, no game balance. Of course, Palladium doesn't worry about game balance. They expect the GMs to balance the game in their own <laughs> special way. As yes, one must there is, do. There, there is a superhero game called Villains and Vigilantes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It had that dark 80s vigilante anti Oh, I'm thinking of the comic book stores Heroes and Villains. That's, oh. that's what I was thinking of. You know, back in the late 90s, Heroes and Villains actually had a game of that running. Oh. Really? I think it was second edition. They weren't big so into the anyway, game. anyway, I'm really old, and all of the games that I love aren't <laughs> being played anymore. And, and get these kids off my lawn! <laughs> Which, by the way, I googled it, and it's true. Uh, Tunnels and Trolls is now up to its eighth edition. First edition was published in 75, fourth edition in 77, fifth edition in 79, then 5.5 edition was (laughs) was 2005, the 30th anniversary, a.k.a. the seventh edition, was done in 05, then 7.5 was done in 08, and then the eighth edition was done in 2012 by Grimtooth in French only. 2012? 2012. I remember being part of that Kickstarter. Wow. That was a lot longer ago than I would have guessed. And then a deluxe edition came out in 2015. Okay. 
But oh, and and also since we're talking about tunnels and trolls, one of my favorite parts of tunnels and trolls was they actually had a secondary game called Monsters Monsters, but specifically <laughs> the you where you played monsters. However, it specifically said the monsters are not evil. They are not specifically ah. only out to get themselves, and they basically did it as tribal. They mm-hmm. didn't believe in cities. They were constantly wandering, but they they and they specifically said, you know, they're they're kind of out for themselves. But just like the heroes have to turn have to have to you know get together to do things. The villains are not evil. Uh, there was actually one of the things about TNT is that there is no alignment system. Uh-huh. That's part of the whole storytelling thing. It's because everyone's doing their own thing for their own reason. It's not really good or evil. Right. So <laughs> like in uh, in uh, Dark Sun for D&D where you know, alignment goes out the window sometimes. Did you run out of water? You have no alignment right now. What are you going to do? <laughs> Die a thirst or take what you can, right? And then you find out that dwarf blood is very sustaining. Uh. <laughs> but uh, those are some great examples. My God, Tunnels and Trolls. I haven't heard that in forever. See? I know. I mean... Because it's really good OSR style D&D ish, where it's got that first edition feel, where it's not terribly crunchy at all, but it's all about having fun. And by the way, I will throw it out there that uh, when he, Ken wrote it, he wanted to make a game that was more accessible and an alternative to Dungeons and Dragons, suitable for solitary, smaller groups or play by mail gameplay. Yes. Oh, one of, one of the great things, one about one of the great things about tunnels and trolls is they actually have a great solo system, and I believe that a company actually bought the online rights for solo games, and you can like go online and well, basically you have to run as a fighter because you know magic systems are really hard to do solo, mm-hmm. but you know you can still go through and like we were talking about earlier. It's like a um um a choose your own adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do occasional roles. You know, it's when you get to an impasse of uh, success or fail. Let the dice decide. Uh huh. So, what do you got there, Kelly? Well, I would have to go with my first love, which was. D&D. I mean, that's the one where I was introduced to role playing and this world of imagination, sword and sorcery that I could pick up on my, you know, uh, I could play the characters from the books, you know, or, or that style, um, which I never really had that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. outlet, so to speak. So I think I would have to go with that. And the reason why it 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 has been so long lasting is because it's very well you know what I mean it's got way you know it is when everybody says role playing games they you know that's that that's what people think of so mm-hmm. it has a lot of history it has a lot of evolution but it still in essence has stayed the same 
And I think that not only is it, um, it, like a comforting thing, but it's like, it, it is, there is no end to what you can do, especially if you have a good group, um, and you can expand it and you can create and you can homebrew. I mean, it's very, very versatile. And mm-hmm. I actually did have, you know, a, uh, it was a module for solo dungeons and dragons it was really cool because they used remember um when they came out with those uh uh hidden codes that you have to look through a red Uh uh-huh oh um, yeah uh, the decoders yeah decoders to see the message underneath they used that type of system so that you could do the module um and not like see everything mm-hmm. made it spoiler like, okay free. so oh you're here it's sort of like a choose your own adventure but um it was you know it was very cool i mean they had that right it would be kind of nice to see something like that again like for them to rehash that type of thing um uh and they could even do that in roll 20 i'm i'm saying think of how much fun that could be on roll 20 and you could do it as a, as a purchase, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, for a solo adventure, um, with, cause they already have a dynamic lighting system set up, you know, so there's a certain amount of you, you're your own GM, but you know, I mean, it's, it would be kind of fun. I, yeah. I think that that would be a really interesting, you know, I'm going to have to write a suggestion to them on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, because that's a good one. I mean, say you're in the mood to RPG, you know, but your don't, group isn't on. Do a solo <laughs> type of thing. Don't, that don't we, should we have some type of auto run feature where GMs can like take fake people and run them against monsters and see how tough they are? I, I don't know. In Roll20, they don't. I mean, they do have you can oh. do the random deck of cards and play. <clears throat> like I know uh, that was one thing we loved about when the World of Warcraft card game came out back back the first edition. You could actually have three people playing a GMless dungeon because the dungeon played yeah. itself. And it was the original Shadowfang Keep, not yeah. you know like from Classic, not the revised ones, you know. <laughs> Which was cool because and and we have played uh, Expedition. Which oh, is a really fun GMless game where basically it's the story is in prompts in your your cell phone, and basically hey. you you make your character by collecting cards, which you know they have in the set, and you pick your spells and abilities, and then when you're ready to adventure, you hit the button and it starts narrating the story, and then mm-hmm. when you get to an encounter. You have to tell the app how many people are playing because as soon as the encounter starts, everyone has to touch the phone to start the fight. The longer yeah. you take, the crappier initiative is. Yeah, it it's really cool. I actually wrote one of their adventures. Mm-hmm. When they first came out with the first fantasy version, they basically asked for people to donate stories to the game. Mm-hmm. And they had and they had so many great submissions. I mean, yeah. and, and they've now expanded it to having it in like space mission stuff. And it's a great idea they came up with because it's literally choose your own adventure with cards. And the cards we, we have to play that again. We do. I mean, 
Heck, we were on a cruise ship one time <laughs> playing this game, and it was it was a hoot. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. I'd be in. I mean, and the best thing is, like, our, the kit we've got, it's got little plastic clips to keep track of your hit points to make it easier. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Expedition is a super fun game, and and the app part is free, which is nice. And, of course, they're mm-hmm. still in pr- production, which is great, because they come out with Kickstarters every few years for either expansions or entirely new uh, genres for the cards. Mm-hmm totally waiting for an urban uh a modern urban fantasy i've just i've discovered there's so very few of those but so many novels someone needs to branch the difference so uh any honorable mention there kelly um uh you know one and i haven't played it in a well there's two actually um Oh my God, there are so many actually. <laughs> you gotta limit it to one. Okay, well then I think. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with. I think I'm gonna have to go with Scion. Oh. Because Ooh. even though I haven't played that one in a while, I I mean it just. I had so much fun, you know, although that's a lot of dice. It's Talk totally about, a lot of dice. Oh, my God. Uh, at one point, you know, because my mom, she's tiny. You know, she's like five foot three and shrinking. Um, <laughs> and when she was playing with us, we had to get her um, a cup because she couldn't hold the dice. There was just too many tensides. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like I've got a crown royal bag full of just ten-sided dice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, of course, Scion is my my actual choice for the days because I love Ah. the fact that, again, we go back to the urban modern urban fantasy, that it totally embraces the demigods in a modern setting which is just too fun of a prompt not to enjoy. Because well, I mean, can, look at how American, much literature American, has been recently. American Gods before it got popular. Exactly. Yeah, or the Percy Jackson before it was popular. Yeah. You're, or, mm-hmm. I think actually they, yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, actually, I think Cyan came out around the same time. As I think American it was Gods. when the first Percy Jackson book came out was about yeah. the same time. No, I thought it was closer to the, well, you know, but it jumps on that whole, you know, who doesn't want to be the child of a god and you're saving the world or I guess you could be Titans trying to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have that option. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great, you know, I mean, and with the I like the stunt, uh, uh, what, what we used to call stunting it up. You know, <laughs> mechanics of the original uh, Scion, where it's like you can like think John Woo film, you know, <laughs> you know, make it as like crazy as possible or like, expo- you know, and you get more dice, you know, so it rewards creativity as well, you know, and um, like with some of us uh, when they're playing, it's like, well, I can't think of anything. It's like, oh, well, 
let me help you. Here, I have a suggestion. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That sounds cool. You know, and my nephew used to play it with us. And, and, and he was like, what, 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. At that and time. And, of course, it's the White Wolf system, so it's it's cool and hardcore. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he even, you know, he was so shy. It was one of his first games. Yeah. And he's like, he didn't know, you know. But eventually, even he – and he came up with some really cool stuff for, mm-hmm. like, his – his um, birthrights and stuff. That his, was his chain wallet that turns into a 50 caliber rifle mm-hmm. <clears throat> with the chain belt ammunition. Yeah. And didn't he have the skateboard that was the shield? Yep. His skateboard that transforms into a shield. Yeah. And I swear I saw that in a movie, uh, you know, not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, here's my nephew. And we're not going to discuss how long ago this was. <laughs> Well, to give you an idea, I did look it up while we were talking. American Gods came out in 2001. Then we have the first Percy Jackson book came out in 2005. And then Scion came out in first edition in 2007. Uh, Okay, so it was inspired by both of those. So it probably was definitely one of those. Because remember, when White Wolf did write the Scion books, it was three books and three books only. They admitted they were just going to experiment with this for fun and throw out what they've been designing. And I'm sorry, it's freaking awesome. I mean, because the beauty of the the thing I like about Scion is you can take the ancient myths and modernize them. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you can totally have, you know, New Orleans getting flooded, you know, because of Katrina and there's a Hydra out in the swamp, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you can totally take the, the classic myths and then modern them up. Yeah. Which is just fun. You know, just saying all these cool myths and stories from around the world with different cultures and you can totally modernize them just for shits and giggles. Mm hmm. So as a GM, it's really easy to just buy a book, cheap book of random myths, open it up, and that's the, the, the adventure that you guys are handling. How do you modernize that? You know, that, yeah, that's why one. science is one of my favorite, because that and your character options are infinite. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you don't have to be exactly what your parent is, because... Mm-hmm. All of the ancient myth stories tell us that you can either rebel from your lineage uh-huh. or you can embrace your lineage. So you can totally play on, you know, the different gods and characters, you know. I mean, yeah. after all, Zeus has got a few chaste children out there. <laughs> <laughs> One or two. He's got a few that are like, I know my dad. He gave me daddy issues. Uh-uh, not going to happen. And then, unfortunately, he's got some that are just like him. <laughs> Come on, you know, I'm talking about Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> Too funny. But uh, Scion's definitely the one that is my go-to game because it's just so huge and great to come up with stories. And then, of course, as the game evolves, you know, the, the leveling system is more of a huge concentric circles of power raising. You know, because like mm-hmm. when you get to God, it's pretty much just you're telling the GM what you're doing because you're a baby God. 
Uh-huh. Unless someone is diametrically opposed to you and of stronger ability, pretty much what you're doing is going to happen. So it becomes definitely more of a storyteller character driven. Until point. all of a sudden the big bad show up and you're like, oh, crap, I'm back to being subpar. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to have um, more, uh, you know, because when you go from hero to demigod, you know, a bit more of a grade system to you. So you didn't just automatically, you know, jump to God too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be yeah would have been nice. Let's be honest, hero and demigod is the sweet spot. That's where players mm-hmm. get to adventure and do things. God level, it basically becomes you are the lowest level member of your pantheon, and they're totally sending you on bitch duty. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be careful because when you get to the mortal realm, anything you do that gets witnesses by mortals can get you fate bound, which is good or bad, depending yeah. on what you do. I mean, if you're known for being the god of strength and you're having to lift a, you know, falling building, all these people watching you that know that you are the god of strength are rooting for you and giving you the fate power. And then, unfortunately, when you're the god of cunning and trickery and you have to lift the building and all those people are saying, oh, he ain't going to do it. He can't do that. That ain't that ain't his purview. Nope, nope. And you'd be like, you bastard, stop, stop, stop manipulating me, you measly mortals. Stop it. He's like, I'm still a freaking god. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, that's that's one thing I love about Cyan is the fact that even when you do become massively powerful, your character has to learn to mute his power just to exist on the mortal plane. Which, of course, they do good jobs of explaining, oh, yeah, your 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 god daddy or your god mama. She totally or he totally dropped in power level to go make a baby. Because <laughs> nobody wants to make make a baby with a full on God, because then you just like it's like bad episodes of Supernatural when the angels tried making Nephilim. And uh, the 60, poor 60, 60 years ago, man of steel, woman of Kleenex. <laughs> oh. All of a sudden you're like, I made bad life choices. <laughs> Someone bring me a power washer. <laughs> you think you're Thor. How do you think I feel? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you know, that was one thing I loved is just the, the projects for Scion of people bringing in their own pantheons that weren't actually written into it. But they're like, hey, we will donate the time and time and resources to make our pantheon accessible to everybody else's. Uh-huh. Because collaborative writing and introducing other cultures is important in any setting. And of course, my honorable mention will be Heroes Unlimited because who doesn't like comic book superheroes? Just saying. (laughs) I grew up with way too much Heroes Unlimited gaming because whatever the comic book of the month was, we totally make adventures based on that. Or, of course, when City of Heroes, the game was out, so many of our, our superhero RPGs were based on the MMO for superheroes. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. City of Heroes totally spoiled us because it gave us game mechanics like the police radio. 
your hero is randomly jumping around town and his police radio says there is a crime at so-and-so and it's like oh yeah they do that in comic books don't they i totally forgot because so often, you know, since your superheroes have to be reactive, it's hard for the GM to hook them into the storyline. And their co- character creation was very, very customizable. Oh, we used the City of Heroes character creator just to design our RPG superheroes because you could then print screen. Uh-huh. And you literally could – you could make so many heroes, DC and Marvel sued them together. That's all I'm going to say to that. Because <laughs> you could, oh, make them so close to mm-hmm. the licensed ones that they 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 took umbrage. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they took offense, and then go figure. After they won their lawsuit and pretty much ruined the game, they came out with their own MMOs, mm-hmm. which neither of them were successful as City of Heroes that they destroyed. Yeah, that's because it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, City of Heroes' big expansion, which was City of Villains. <laughs> that was a great game because then you could play the baddies. And, of course, they created a pet class. <laughs> that's That was my favorite character, was the mastermind with ninjas. Because my character got a bow, and I could send minions across the map. And who doesn't like minions? Especially if you play in the PvP, because then you have bounties on heroes in the, in the PvP zone. Oh, I never do PvP. Oh, I love Ever. Because then once you saw that hero flying or super leaping through the city, you targeted him, and you locked on, and all you did was keep sending ninjas. You didn't care where the guy was, because wherever he was, ninjas were popping up to jump him as soon as they caught up to him. (laughs) I was a jerk. (laughs) And I just always made sure to dismiss my ninjas before they came back to me so he could find out where I was hiding. Ah! (laughs) Because my ninja guy was all about arrows. And smoke bombs for temporary invisibility. Diabolical. Dun, dun, dun. Which, by the way, you can totally play bad guys with, with City of Heroes or Champions. Just saying. I mean, you could play Mastermind, which would be the total twist on that. Bad guy turning into good guy by necessity because he made a bigger bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, Savage Worlds made one where uh, Evil Necessity, where you were the bad guys after Alien showed up and murdered all the heroes. Ah. So guess who now has to cowboy up to protect, you know, their own vested interests? <laughs> when the first uh, Lex Luthor type villain says, nope, we're not letting these aliens take us over. I think Carrie read a book that had something like that in it <laughs> oh there's a bunch of books i mean uh, the 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 scree invasion has dr doom namor and was it magneto or somebody else teaming up i can't remember but yeah i remember they did the big baddies teaming up because they're shape-shifting bastards taking over the good guys right I know even uh, Harry Osborn jumped on that one, even though they implied that he was a scree, but he never was. 
Yes, for those of you kids out there, the comic book scree and the move, the MCU universe movie scree, totally different scree. Speaking of which, She-Hulk is now on Disney Plus. Just gonna throw oh, that it, out there. Ooh, okay. I know what we're doing later tonight. She-Hulk, attorney at law. <laughs> so I totally got to drop that one. So I think that will definitely cover us for a game that has stuck with us. I mean, now I'm like, wow, I'm totally looking to see if I can find uh, Tunnels and Trolls PDF in, in one of the older versions, not the newer version, because nobody wants the updated, cleaned up version. You want the dirty, grimy version. <laughs> the dirty, grimy version. Are you kidding? I'm looking at the list, and there's a huge list of solo adventures for it. I'm That's the, cool. I am at the wiki page for Tunnels and Trolls. Well, we will definitely have to get a copy, maybe. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening, and uh, you guys have a great weekend, because, you know, hopefully you get some gaming in. Ooh. Yep. And thank you for joining us, Scott. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CPPN to never miss a show or stream.